Welcome to America's Top Rebbitons. May this class be for Rafua Shalema, for Esther Tehila, Bas Ariel Tsipora, and also for Carmiel Shai Ben Reza, and for Miriam Bad Esther. I'm so happy to have on today's podcast, Rebbitson Simone Brody. Rebbitson Simone is the outreach Rebbitson for the Boca Raton Synagogue and also the co-director of Boca Women Inspired in Boca Raton, Florida. She's also the Florida Yahad Program Director. Thank you so much for being here. Please tell us more about yourself and what you do. Well, first, I want to thank you, Vera, for reaching out to me and inviting me to share on your podcast. I'm incredibly honored that you asked me. As I mentioned when you called, this is not something I typically do, and so I'm a bit anxious, and I already speak quickly, but when I'm anxious, I think I tend to speak quicker. So if I do, please slow me down. I'm originally from Washington Heights, New York, and when I was in elementary school, my family moved to Teaneck, New Jersey. I met my husband, Josh, when we were kids in middle school. We were both very involved in the same youth group, which was NTSY, and the same camps, first Mosheva and then Camp Misora. After I went to seminary, Medreshat Moriah, and Stern College, we got married and moved to Baltimore, Maryland. I always thought we'd go back to Teaneck and live right next door to my parents and across the street from my two sisters. Um, however, Hashem had a different plan for us. We were recruited in the year 2000 to come and be the youth directors at the Boca Raton Synagogue. We were young at the time and very open to trying new things. So we said, yes, it was supposed to be a two-year commitment. Fast forward, we're still in Boca Raton, Florida, 22 years later. <laughs> I'm currently the outreach representative at the Boca Raton Synagogue. And what that means is that I have the privilege of meeting all types of Jewish people and engaging them in Jewish programs and projects. My husband and I have had the honor of being a part of so many people's Jewish journeys, and we absolutely love it. Under this position, I've also had the opportunity to co-direct Boca Women Inspired with my dear friend, Shandel Plotkin. We searched our community for women who were not so affiliated to Judaism, but interested in connecting more to their Jewishness and to Israel. And we partnered with a program called Momentum, which was previously known as JWRP, the Jewish Women's Renaissance Project. And then we traveled to Israel with these women with the hope of inspiring them to get more involved with their Jewishness. The trip aims to empower the women to connect to their Jewish values and engage with Israel and foster unity without uniformity. After traveling and learning and doing chesed together in Israel, it definitely impacts them and usually sparks more interest. And then it's our job to provide educational and chesed opportunities for them to continue to connect and engage and immerse in Judaism here in Boca Raton. I'm also, also currently the Yachad Florida Program Director. And just for those of you who don't know, Yachad is an international organization dedicated to enhancing the lives of Jewish individuals with disabilities. I'm responsible to create social engagement programs and appropriate Jewish activities for our participants. I'm continuously thinking of new and innovative ways to embrace and engage the special needs community. I genuinely love meeting and interacting with all types of people, and I'm always searching to be involved in meaningful and purposeful activities. I feel tremendously blessed to do what I do. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm so you do so many wonderful things. I'm so glad you mentioned the momentum program because I actually went on momentum. Oh, did you? I did. I did. I went a couple of years. I went in 2015. It was a wonderful, wonderful program. My first year was 2016. I went 2016 and then the next few years. Yeah. And then so we just missed each other, Vera. <laughs> exactly. But this much, this much. And I want to tell people who are listening who are not so familiar with the program. It's a really a great program. They do two different types of programs. They do a program for women, for women, just for women. And they do a program just for men. And it's really geared toward your spiritual development. I mean, there are wonderful things. You're touring around Israel. You're going to the Kotel on Shabbos. You, you're, you're listening to the most wonderful Jewish speakers. They're just speaking about such um, family-related topics. Um, they're talking about candlelighting. They're talking about Shabbos. They're talking about parenting. They're talking about marriage. It's really, it's, it's a whole class 
over like a, maybe I think a one week, a 10 day period, maybe. And it's just so educational. And you really bond with these women that you meet. They're all in the same boat as you. Everybody's so nice and friendly and just a really great Israel experience. So I just wanted to put that forward. And they had the same type of trip for men. And it was a very meaningful trip for me. And I'm so glad, Simone, that's so awesome that you're part of it. So Kohaka vote. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I know that something you're really passionate about is Hesed, acts of kindness. Truly help, helping others and extending kindness to others is really what makes the world go round. None of us can go through life alone, and we all need someone's help at various points in our lives. Can you please define for us exactly what Hesed really is, and also tell us various ways that you do Hesed through um, through your synagogue in Boca Raton? Because it, if it can be done in Boca, it can be done anywhere. Right. So my understanding of chesed is kindness towards one another. And there are so many opportunities every day to do chesed, including things just like smiling at another person, opening up a door for someone, picking up their pencil, giving someone a ride, letting someone have your seat on the bus, making a meal for someone. Really, the list goes on and on. Um, I, mean, I, I was going to say like inviting someone over when they move to your community and they're new, making them feel comfortable, helping someone with their children. And like I said, the list goes on and on. There is no shortage of opportunities, unfortunately, where people can benefit from someone else's chesed. I have always selfishly really enjoyed helping people. To me, it's a mitzvah that I sincerely enjoy, and I find it extremely rewarding and satisfying. And I've always been interested in finding organizations that exist for the poor, for the hungry, for the elderly, for the sick, et cetera, and seeing how I can assist. So being the outreach Rebbitzin, actually just gave me a more formal way to do what I love best. I decided I wanted to introduce my more opportunities to our community. We have a wonderful chesed coordinator in our synagogue, in our shul, who um, deals with chesed opportunities that may come up for our shul members. So I felt that my time um, and my energy wanted to really deal with chesed opportunities for those not in our shul, but giving people in our shul an opportunity to do nice things for people who are in the greater community. Um, Okay, sorry. So, so basically, in the height of Corona, I felt many people really felt lost and alone and needed something productive to do. And I definitely think that when you do good, you feel good. So I started coordinating different chesed projects each month. So one month, we would focus on the elderly, and I would reach out to assisted living places in our neighborhood and nursing homes, and we would collect things like activity books and like, you know, crossword puzzles, Sudokos, things like that, even from the dollar store. And we would let everybody in our community know. So every age group was able to participate. If you were an older person who was really stuck at home, you can go onto Amazon and buy Amazon, just have it sent to me, you know? So, and these are not expensive items. So really at every level, people were able to participate. I had children doing it, older teens, you name it. And then at the end of the month, I would go and then deliver it. We would also encourage people to put little sticky notes on it saying, thinking of you, feel good, wishing you well, things like that, just to make it more personal. Very nice. Um, anyway, one month we collected pajamas for our foster care facility. Another one month was a hygiene products for, you know, for, um, for domestic abuse victims. We did things like blankets for those that were sick in the hospital or at home. And the response was just so outstanding. And it showed me that people really do want to do good. They just need to know what to do. It's beautiful. I love it. I love that you do so, so many things. Um, in the community and beyond, it really it, it gives people it gives is it adults and, and kids? Is it families that that do all this? Families. I mean, again, we would I'd like to find throughout Corona and even I see now, I'm always trying to find different opportunities because I want kids to get involved. Yes. Sometimes these things are purchasing things. So obviously the parent is purchasing the item, but writing the little card can be the kid writing the little card, you know, and then we also try to do things that are not just 
purchasing. So sometimes it's like a lot of kids are, are better at technology than, than, you know, than older people are adults. So we'd have, we'd, we'd pair up, you know, an older person and a child and a child can help an older person figure out how to use their phone better, how to take pictures better, how to make a, you know, how to join Facebook or Instagram, whatever the things might be, um, just to get more technology equipped. And that's no money involved. That's a kid doing with a, you know, um, those are just some examples, but things like that. So it's not just for adults, it's for all ages, but I did find specifically the older community um, got very involved and a lot of them felt that they were scared to leave their houses at all. Yes. So this was something they could do. You know, it wasn't, it was easy for them to be part of, which was great. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is amazing. You get everybody involved and you really, you do these acts of, of kindness. This has to, for people who really, really need it, like the elderly population, like during Corona, I can imagine so many elderly, they were scared. Nobody knew what was going on, really, especially at the beginning when we really, yes. really didn't know. And a lot of elderly people live alone and they're really isolated. They can't go out to their to their bingo group or to play Mahjong or to, you know, go out right. and walk with their friends. They're really alone. And that takes a toll on you mentally and emotionally. So having this outreach this has that outreach from your synagogue from the members of your synagogue it must have been like like a lifeline for them 100 percent, 100 percent. yes amazing it's amazing and all the wonderful things that you're doing in your community sounds so interesting and i have i have a have an off the wall question for you have you ever received some out of the ordinary donations like maybe you did a donation where you were thinking what am I going to do with this? That turned out to be truly amazing and very useful item or group of items, like something you thought was totally bizarre and you had no idea what you were going to do with it. And then you're like, yes, that's going to be the perfect use for it. Yes. So we've actually had a few projects that stick out. Once I started these chesed projects, I would get calls all the time. I still get calls all the time. I have a couch that I don't want to, that I don't need anymore. Maybe you know somebody who needs that. I have a suit that I no longer wear. Maybe you know someone who needs that. I have a, you know, I, I have toys. I don't know someone, you know, maybe you know someone who needs that. And this continues to happen. One day I got a message that someone had cleaned out their home, their garage, and they had many vases to donate. And the vases turned into a beautiful program at our shul called Petals with a Purpose. Um, wow. What that is, is, is that each week, members of our shul and actually kids from one of the local high schools here, they sponsor flowers that go in these vases. And then the vases are actually decorated with a nice bow. Someone in our shul does that. And the vases are given, the flowers are given to people in the community who may just need a reason to smile. A new member, a recent widower, someone sick. You get the point, like someone like that. Yes. Another great idea was when I got a word, I got word that a foster care community nearby would love some treats. It was around, I think it might've been actually around Thanksgiving, but they wanted some treats, like food treats. And uh, they asked, what could I do? So we actually created a program called Cookies for a Cause. And we wanted to get people involved, again, kids, not just adults. So families, moms and kids, and sometimes just kids alone, started baking cookies. And again, putting them in cute little packages with little notes or stickers on them. And just saying, again, thinking of you, happy holidays. And then when we, at the end, we had hundred, over a hundred of cookies that we gave to this foster care facility. Wow. Another special program that we started at the Boca Raton Synagogue was making Shabbos care packages. And actually, we're going to start doing holiday care packages for Jewish people in recovery. Um, I recently had discovered that there's a number of facilities here that help Jewish people who are going through recovery. Um, different things and they just need a little like a TLC I guess you could say from the Jewish community so each every other week we now have people in our community who put together kiddush cup grape juice you know tea lights um either you know usually challahs some baked items maybe some dips whatever they can you know little to make it like warm and and write a note the note's really the most important thing and the note usually just says something to the effect of you know we want you to know that our jewish community um first of all we support you that you're you know during your process and we're proud of you and we respect you and we're thinking of you and just so they know that they're also part of our 
our greater Jewish community. And they shouldn't feel alone or like as if they're wiped out because they're going through something difficult. Um, and these are just some of the things that stick out to me. It's so special. It's so special because you really involve the whole community, even if it's not, you know, members of your own shul, like you're really reaching definitely out. Trying. To, We're definitely trying. We're definitely trying. To the greater community. It's so, it's it's heartwarming. It really, it really is. It's, you know, to reach out to others who really need. It's amazing. Um, so it's really important to teach our children about gratitude, to be grateful for everything that we have, especially because not everyone is as fortunate. And one thing that many parents do to help instill gratitude into their children is to get them involved in Hesed activities. Parents are always looking to do Hesed activities with their children, like family, family Hesed activities. What suggestions can you give to parents for Hesed activities that their children can do on their own and also for Hesed activities that families can do together? So first of all, when you ask for suggestions of what your kids can do alone, I also I often think that if something particular speaks to your child, you should go with that. So for example, people have started now to call me for bar mitzvah, you know, project ideas, and they'll say, um, what should we do? And right away I say, is your kid interested in animals, in sports, in music, in art, in reading? And then we often go from there. So we've done things like book drives and sports equipment drives for those less fortunate. We've had kids make personalized bracelets if they're into crafts, and then often like um, hospitals or nursing homes will take them and put them on the like front counter and they'll say things like you know be happy and they give them out um we've had people um wanted to do like they like they like hat you know baseball caps so they've gotten also for very inexpensive on amazon plain caps and then the kids can color them and decorate them but then they i'm giving them to people who are sick so there's definitely things like that i would say that's a great way to start but i also find that um what I'm noticing more and more, like, I mean, just in other examples, we've had people do who like, like want to do something for Shabbos specifically. So they'll have, they'll make flower arrangements with their friends and then give to people, you know, again, similar to what we're doing with the petals of the purpose, but they'll do it, kids will do it themselves, you know. Um, but I also find that there's just also basic things like most communities, and this is not necessarily a Jewish thing, but most communities you have a fire department. So like, what's wrong with giving like baked items and stopping by the fire department and saying thank you, you know, or leaving a thank you note by your mailbox or by the garbage can, like so for the garbage collector, like it's just a way of teaching your kids and yourselves to be more grateful to people for what they do for you. You know, when you, like I know specifically during Corona, we had a whole thing here, people were sending notes and letters and giving them to the hospitals, to healthcare professionals. Yes. That can always be done. We always need to thank our healthcare professionals. Um, so those are just some ideas, but I was gonna say one of my favorite chesed's going on now in Boca, um, I'll have to share with you. And this can really be done anywhere, but it started It was started here by one of my colleagues and friends. Her name is Summer Fairman, to give credit. She works actually at a local conservative shul and she felt that no one should ever feel hungry because they can't afford food. So all over the city, she created these small pantries. Um, they're actually, it's they say on them, if you need, take, and if you have, please give. And at any time of the day, you can come and get or give a non-perishable item. So with your kids, you can go to the supermarket and say, pick out your food favorites, your favorite cereal, your favorite snack, your, I don't know, your favorite cookies, your favorite juice boxes. And then you go to these pantries and, and it's amazing. There's, they, they started with one. I think now they're up to 20 of them. It's sort of like a lending library, the same idea, you know, but it's, but it's with food. Um, that's one thing that went on here. Also, say another thing that happened in this community, which people did together. And I'm sure it exists other places. There are always people that are hungry, um, Jews and non-Jews. Um, I also felt that I want to say that I found that when we were, you know, living in Boca Raton, it's a great large Jewish community. At the same time, it's it's a really big kiddush Hashem when the Jewish community does things for the non-Jewish community. So, for example, there was a local program going on for the homeless, and they were asking for for food. So we started a program where. 
each day, a different family took a day and would make sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, cream cheese sandwiches, whatever it was, package them in little baggies, put a little sticky note on it um, and write again, thinking of you, wishing you well, you know, whatever it was, be happy. And every day we would bring them to this facility and they would give them that. It wasn't necessarily to Jewish people, but it made such a Kiddush Hashem that we were part of it. And I would say families were lining up to take a day. It was something that families could do with their children um, and all ages, little kids, teenagers, everybody was doing it. It really became like popular here, you know? Um, wow. So that was another program we did here. But I also would say like, I, I think, and I tell this to my children as well, even like little silly things, like when your child has a friend who's absent from school, so you make sure to call them, you know what I mean? Like when you're, or they're absent from school, they need their homework, you know? So like all those are little chesed, they might not be as like famous, you know, or as large, but they definitely still, they still gets the job done of doing chesed, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's what I would share. <laughs> that's so beautiful. And it really does make a kiddush Hashem when a Jewish community reaches out to a non-Jewish community, it really makes an impact on the non-Jewish people. Wow, the Jews really want to help us too. Like they really, really feel that. that, that yeah, I think it's important for our children to know people are people. It's humanity, you know? Like, yes. And um, and yeah, I think it's important. And I really believe the more kindness that we do for one another, the better off we'll all be, you know? <laughs> A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And now I have a very interesting question because like we were talking about, you know, about your community doing so much Hesed, like we were talking about the Hesed going out. But I was wondering, do you have like a, a sense of how the people who are doing the Hesed feel? Like, how do the kids feel? How do the families feel? Like they're the ones that are doing these acts. How are they I mean, feeling? I just know from my experience, everyone, for example, the sandwiches, everybody that did those sandwiches felt so good about it. The kids felt good about it. The parents felt good about it. It was an easy thing. Um, it was, you know, like I said, it was easy. It wasn't very expensive. We talked about, we were talking about getting two loaves of bread and, and you know, putting it together. Um, and it did such a big deal for someone who doesn't have food. It also makes your children really appreciate like, wow, someone was waiting online for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know, like, and we throw out food sometimes like we don't appreciate, you know, we have left we don't want leftovers you know like it just makes you really appreciate more yes what you have so i think it's like i think um yeah i just think that for the for the people doing the chesed it only benefits you you know i honestly like i do think sometimes we get more than we even give like i said at the beginning i really do feel like so satisfied and rewarded when i do something for somebody else um it's not even like it's just it's it's like a it's for me it's like a hobby you know, <laughs> you know? i really enjoy it um I'm not a bike rider. I'm not a runner. You know, like, so this is like my thing, you know, but, um, but yeah, I think it only makes you a better person. And I think that you also then appreciate everything more, you know? So, yeah. That's amazing. That's wow. And you've given us so many great ideas because a lot of the things that you're implementing in the Boca Raton community, they can really be done anywhere. Really? Yeah. I mean, again, like I, I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but things, people have done things, of course, you can always do bake sales and lemonade stands. And, you know, people have done where like, um, you know, they, they, they make they, whatever little arts crafty projects and they just, you know, get them around town, sell them and whatever money they make, you can start filling up in your pushka and then like eventually you give it to someone. There's always little things that can be done. It doesn't have to be, you know, tremendous projects, you know, baby steps, you know, like, um, but I do think it's a great media to instill in your children from a very young age that you don't, it's not all about me and it's not all about taking and we need to share and we need to give and we need to do good for others. Um, and I think if it starts when they're young, hopefully it will last when they're an adult, <laughs> you, know, you know, so. Exactly. And this could be done at any age, really. Like yeah. even the little ones could do it. The toddlers totally. can do it. Yes. Totally, totally, totally. I mean, we're like, I mean, again, like another thing we're doing coming up, we're having, we're making blankets. So I don't mean sewing because many people don't know how to sew, but it, 
even with blankets, I'm sure you've seen these before where you can cut the edges, the fringes, and you can just tie them yes. um, again. Like, and we're getting people to sponsor the blankets, but even I found like on Walmart for $3, we're not talking about major money. And then these blankets, kids will make them, they'll, wrap, they'll roll them with a ribbon around it, make a little note, and it's going to go to someone who who's going to benefit from it. Um, and I think it's great. I think it's really great. Again, unfortunately, because of Corona, I'd love if a kid could actually bring it to a kid. You know, that would even be the face to face is so special. Yeah. Um, so we can't always do that right now. But, you know, it's still the, the, the idea is there. <laughs> it's so interesting because you were saying about Corona in my community, um, a lot of the teenagers, they paired up the teenagers and the older people in our mm-hmm. community. And so, you know, there was a point where people couldn't go into, into each other's houses. Right. But what teenagers would do, they would go to like the outside of the mm-hmm. um, senior citizens' houses. Sure. They would open the window and they would have that contact sure. with them. Sure, sure. I even find little things like if someone has a uh, pet, you know, like sometimes like older people, especially if they're alone, like they're happy to see like you come with your little doggy, you know, right. or you're, you know, like, um, or we even have, we've had here, we have Holocaust survivors yes. and we have um, just people who are like, you know, just need a little pick me up and, and cards, colorful crayon, little basic cards, make them happy. In this community, we also, it's a pretty Zionistic community. We have a lot of kids who are um, in the, have gone from high school and join the Israeli army and they're lone soldiers and it can sometimes be lonely. So just getting like letters from, you know, from us back here saying, we miss you or we're proud of you or we respect you is also so, and those are all don't cost anything, you know, and they just feel good, feel good things. And there's so many, if you just look, you begin to find there's so many organizations out there in every community that do this. Um, We even like, I don't know, Again, I don't know your community, but in Boca, um, we've, we have like a partner city in Israel. So for example, like we also wanted to do something for our partner city in Israel. Right. So it came last year. I think it came to, it was like, it must've been, must've been Yom Hazikaron actually. And I think we wanted to just show them like in Israel, most people unfortunately know someone who either was close to them or they know someone who lost someone and some with something, whether wars or terrorist, like, unfortunately. So we had people in our community write letters, letting them know like we're with you, we're thinking of you. And again, it didn't cost anybody anything, but we sent it to our like our connector, you know, in the in the in our sister city, and then she gave them out to people, strangers giving strangers cards, you know. But it was like it was so nice, you know, it was such a good feel. Um wow. all these things are just really good feels. There's nothing more I can say than like you just feel good, you know, <laughs> you know, you made someone happy. You know? That's right. So. That's right. No, it's 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 really it's amazing. It's the person who's giving, who's doing the hashtag is benefiting, and also the person who's receiving it. It's it's hundred percent situation all around. Yeah, exactly. It's a win-win. Exactly. It's exactly. Perfect. Thank exactly. you. Thank you so much, Rebbitz and Simone, for taking the time to join us on America's Top Rebbitzins. We really appreciate you being here. And may all the good that comes from this class, I know there's going to be a lot of good that's coming from this class. Let it be for Fua Shalema, for Esther Tehila, Bas Ariel Tsipora, and also for Carmel Shai Ben Reza. If anyone has any questions or comments about the podcast, or if you'd like to sponsor a podcast, please email us at atrebbitzins at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you again. It was nice to meet you and nice to be here. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you.